Welcome to episode 42 of the UK Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, um, my three usual co-hosts, um, Gavin Marshall, Dave Hart and Rich Cetrone is back to join us again after his antics last week. Uh, and we're also joined by a man whose name we've dropped probably more than anyone else in the history of the show, um, the Facebook group czar, Jason uh, Bowdler. Do you know the time I've spent with you, Jason? Is it Bowdler or Bowdler? Bowdler. <laughs> Bowdler. You know, years and years I've known you, Jason. I've never asked you that question. No, you got it dead right. Sorry. <laughs> it's off um, to a good start. Yeah, I know, exactly. Welcome to the show, Jason. We've been meaning to get you on since Thanks, episode one, um, <laughs> but you're a hard man to pin down. I am, yeah. It, that, that's my job, unfortunately. I just can't, uh, you just can't pin me down most of the time. So. Now, I was going to get into that, actually. Uh, we Before we get too far into before we get on the football, uh, we should probably mention, man, uh, most of us in lockdown have been sitting on our asses doing absolutely nothing, whereas you've been actually doing something important, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, key workout. So, senior carer, um, you know, massive home um, just around the corner. So, but we've done really well with it. So, obviously, I can't say too much. But, yeah, yeah. Um, a bit scary at the start. But once we sort of sorted ourselves out, once we know what we're doing, like everybody else, um, we've done a really good job. So, yeah, it's a bit tense at the start. Uh, well done, man. I think we were all, you know, the whole nation was kind of, well, you're getting clapped every Thursday, weren't you? I think we were all kind of behind you because we knew that while we were doing nothing, you guys were really up against it. So, yeah, well yeah. done. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, before we shower Jason with too much praise, um, just a couple of elephants in the room I want to get out of the way, Jason. Um, okay. Firstly, this, this is a family-friendly fo- podcast, mate. So, so I know you're a bit of a live wire. Um, just li- limit the exploitatives. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> the pot the kettle black here. Come on. Well, you see, so, I'm, I'm, I'm saving the story, don't worry. <laughs> see, I thought, that's, I'm trying to get ahead of this because I thought I'd throw that in and sway the listeners. Um, is, this, is this the summer fruits? <laughs> no, this is me dropping the, the C-bomb um, unexpectedly. Um, oh, yes, that one, yeah. Now, yeah. The, the big one, though, the big one, Jason, um, is that you, you've shown your true colours here and that you, you probably didn't listen to the last show because in that show, okay. uh, we mentioned that you needed to... Well, one, well I'll let him say it. One, one of the members of this podcast had a real gripe um, with oh, you specifically. Oh, so far as a gripe. Well, well, Gav, care to take away? Uh, well, no, I was just... I, I didn't realise. It was my mistake. I didn't realise that well, the... Backtrack. Uh, the, the, yeah, the backtrack. Serious backpedalling here. Um, I didn't realise that the quickfire questions had been posted, and I was wondering why me and Rich were left out of the quickfire questions. <laughs> but as I, said, I also said, I never want to partake in anything I'm asked. So because I'm such a contrary person that um, I didn't want to ask you. Yep. So, uh, uh, but now obviously Simon's just uh, you know dragging me over the hot coals for mentioning <laughs> what I thought was just a funny little thing at the end of the show. Now it's head front line and centre. So uh, thanks, Simon. <laughs> uh, no man, you got you got pretty heated at the end there. I, I could almost <laughs> sense the tears in your eyes. Yeah, that was a couple of beers in by that point. You can tell that Gav was upset. So Jason basically has been going around on the UK Steelers fan page that we all talk about on this podcast all the time, um, doing some quick fire questions, right, for for the Steelers fans. I did it. Um, you did it, Dave, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but Gav didn't, um, and I think that says a lot about the people that Jason respects on this show. 
The hierarchy, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know my place. Mr. Well, I, know, I, know, so, I know Gav sort of goes in and out of the group anyway, so, you know, I know he's not sort of there all the time, so... Yeah, I yeah, was but, I, I was I was in there quite early. I mean, because what yeah. happened is I, I I was in a kind of setting up Facebook group kind of phase. So I actually went online. I think it's about 2016 to see if there was one for the UK and to set it up. Um, and, and then I found your one. I thought, all right, well he's ahead of me, so I'll just join this. And but I've got to say, you did you're doing a much better job than what I would have done. Oh, so it's great, and I do like the uh, the game threads, but I do dip in and out because sometimes I find myself I, I prefer just watching the game. You know, yeah, like yeah. sometimes I, I struggle with I get sucked into conversations, so sometimes I just I just switch off. But I, I always read it. I read it every day, man. I'm on there all the time. I just don't always comment. Ah, oh, fair enough. Well, that leads us nicely onto it. I wanted Jason. I never really spoke to you about this. What led to the the, the setting up of this page that, that you know is now such a big part of all of our lives? Uh, well, um, most of you know, if you don't know, I've been a, um, a fan since 85 and I was 13. Um, from sort of 2000 to 2010, I sort of travelled a bit. So I spent a bit of time in America, um, also lived down in London, and um, totally um, opposite to that, I went to live in Runcorn for a bit. I'm sure Dave will... Uh, that was a bit, uh, of a, a bit of a strange move, going from the States to London to... To run cars. Yeah, it's a sort of gradual <laughs> decline. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I came back to Birmingham, um, 2016. So, so drop off. Very much drop off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I sort of looked at doing it anyway because I had a bit more time to myself, sort of thing. Um, so me and Gav must have been looking at exactly the same time because I think I was started in March 2016. I think that's right. Yeah, I joined uh, in May. I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and I just wanted something a bit more interactive. Um, I've got friends that are into it, but you know, I've got a Jets fan, I got a Redskins fan, but nothing. You know, I didn't sort of see them regularly to talk about it. So I just wanted something sort of a bit more interactive rather than just posting posts from Steelers Wire or you know NFL.com or whatever. So um, I just took the plunge. <laughs> there was basically me and my cousin who supports the Giants. Mm, yeah. Just to say, there was two people in there rather than just me sitting there waiting for people. To join. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's still there now. To be, to be fair, um, and yeah, um, it took a while. Um, Simon was one of the first on board. Um, he was, you know, very enthusiastic. So no, he hadn't been with the Steelers that that long. Um, we sort of hovered around a hundred or so, didn't we? For a few, yeah. You know, it was a tight knit group. Yeah, yeah, very tiny. And then all of a sudden, sort of word got round, and we're at. 550 so we're not too far behind the other one that's around so yeah yeah there can't be there can't be that many more fans in the uk i don't i, I don't know yeah, i saw yeah, a guy no walking way. down my street with a steelers top on the other day so yeah I've, I've seen a couple like in the same day and they just sort of looked at me like oh, it's just black and yellow mate what are you doing leave me alone <laughs> yeah so, i always yeah. do that i don't do that with hats anymore if i see someone in a hat i don't say anything because generally that's not a sign that they actually know, but but I, th- I feel like a shirt sometimes is a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, you got a bit. There's, there's a lot of vintage shirts knocking around that people yeah. just seem to buy. It's, yeah. it's, it, it just muddies the whole thing that you, you don't know who you can talk to anymore. You think you can have a conversation with someone and they give you the blank, dead-eyed yeah. stare, and it just sort of kills it. Then just not to take us off topic totally, Rich. Do you have this phenomenon in America, right? So in America, soccer is like kind of a a little bit niche the way that American football is here, right? Um, do you have like people yeah. just wearing like soccer kits for Man United and stuff just just to like be cool, even though they don't know what it's about? Um, 
No, I haven't. I haven't seen much of that. A little bit. I mean, it it depends. Like if like if I would go back home to Pittsburgh, I probably wouldn't see that at all. Maybe you know, maybe every now and then. In Los Angeles, a little bit you see, but not a whole lot. But I, you know, I just was looking on a website the other day, and some of these soccer jerseys are cool. I was thinking about actually ordering a couple myself. But um, yeah, it just depends on where you go. I think in the states, I think LA would probably be one of the places you'd see it the most. But you still don't see much. I was I was curious, Jason. If I could ask you a quick question, what what drew you to the Steelers when you were a kid? Um, nineteen eighty four. I was channel surfing. Um, I just came across this mishmash of bodies with helmets on. Um, didn't take much notice. And then eighty five, I was watching the Steelers versus Browns. And then I realised it was the Steelers versus the Dolphins in the AFC Championship in 84, which mm-hmm. they obviously lost. Um, so it's just like, OK, I've switched this sport on twice. It's the Steelers. It looks good. Let's learn the rules. And Steelers are my team. So that's how it came about. Um, nice. Yeah. And again, I, I think with everybody, you know, like from places like Sheffield or, you know, any sort of working class, Birmingham's that sort of industrial trade as well so it sort of seemed to fit and i, I got to love defense as well so Steelers are known to be you know the defense team so you know it all sort of seemed to fit i see hey, hey rich what uh could we draw some lines in the sound what 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 football uh, shirts you've been checking out there <laughs> yeah cardiff uh-huh. City. <laughs> there was actually like Italy, uh, and I like the goalies. I like the long sleeves, the goalie oh, yeah. uh, jersey. I was looking at Italy. Um, I was looking at some U.S. stuff, and I was looking at some England stuff. And I, I was thinking about getting a couple of them. I, they're pretty cool. I like the way they're styled. I like the collars, the way they're designed. It, it seems like a cool shirt. And you know, it's just it, it, it's you know, LA is such a diverse culture. It really depends on where you go and depending on where what you see. I, I I'm so such a homebody. I don't. I don't get around much, but I, I bet in LA you'd probably see a lot more than you you see where I'm at. Hey, if you really want to go for the hipster one, but not everyone can pull it off. But the the Nigeria World Cup 2018, yes, yes. that's the one. If you can pull that off, Rich, then you, you're you're a king of mine, oh men, white guys, because yeah. it, it doesn't really work with white skin. But you know, you get you guys get a lot of sun out there. You, you know, it looks bad with pale skin, but maybe with your bronze <laughs> and flesh, you might you might be able to pull it off. Yeah, <laughs> I have to check that one out. Yeah, there's some really good yeah, international ones, like the Ivory Coast one is great. Um, anyway, we're going to get lost on, on Soccer Kit Podcast Corner. Um, <laughs> we'll send you one from each of our teams, right? I'll send you a Bolton one. Uh, Jason, do you have a, do you have a football team? Um, Birmingham City, I suppose. Yeah, yeah well, that's, a, that's a shit. Yeah, not, it is. Not the Villa. N- uh, no. Yeah, I'd uh, rather I, go to Villa. <laughs> my family will disown me if I go to Villa, I'm afraid. <laughs> um. Okay, so and also I want to talk about as well, actually, Jason. Before we move on, um, one group was not enough for you, right? You had to go and start a second one, um, yeah. which I which I also joined, but have way less understanding of, <laughs> um, which is the the Britball group. Um, yeah. Talk to us a little about that. how did you get into that? I mean, I, the funny thing is, I, I I think I technically played Britball for a year, if that counts in in your, <laughs> your thing. And I know less about it than you. Technically, yeah. it sounds like you weren't even sure. Well, no, as in, like, I didn't know whether or not the university leagues count, but then I saw some posts about it, so I think that it does. I mean, Jason can tell me whether or not I did. <laughs> what team was it? Uh, the York Centurions. Oh, okay. Yeah, that counts. Yes. Yeah. Did you do flag as well? Uh, I did do flag for for a little bit, yeah. Uh, it was too yeah, far away. Be... I was in Rotherham, but it was it was a little bit of a... 
yeah attracting to deal with but yeah um yeah the the brick ball thing and that's just escalated to a massive beast to be honest we've got yeah, like, that's, that's huge now right <laughs> yeah four thousand members nearly so um it actually came about from the Steelers group. So there's a few of us to start to talk about British American football and you find out, you know, about members. Um, and we just started talking about it a bit more regularly than I like to on the group. Yeah. Cause I thought, you know, people might start turning off sort of thing. So I sort of set it up just, just to link a page to the Steelers one. So it was somewhere for us to go to have a chat. And um, I think somebody mentioned, you should just put this out there. There's nothing like it at the moment. Um, there has been, but there's a bit of history, like brick ball circles. He's very sort of notorious, like just really bad mouthing. You know, it's a bit like yeah. soccer. Really. Um, I got told it'd be a waste of time, um, with what you're bothering for, sort of thing. And I, it's, I, I just t- took it by the horns. I just did it, and I just thought, well, I've got nothing to lose. So, um, and it just whirlwind. I've got head coaches from everywhere. Um, players from absolutely everywhere and they've really got on board with it so yeah there's content for that as well so i'll keep you busy yeah so. <laughs> did i see on there was it on that on your play on your group i saw something from the refs as well the the the, yeah. the, the baffer refs calling out for for new people to apply yeah which yeah. I, I must say i entertained for about 30 seconds and then thought hang on a second here you get paid guys. it is hard yeah. I was. Uh, what, what did the what did the head of the NFLPA call the the, the zebras? Faceless objects. I, like, I, I don't really, <laughs> really want to be a faceless object. A bunch of, oh. like, what are they? They're not. They're semi pros, or they're not even fully no. amateurs. Fully amateurs. Like, yeah, yeah. You, obviously, you know, you, you you're trained up and everything else, and you know, you, yeah. you get to know the rules. You get mentored, so. But you you have to do sort of ten games before you actually start a proper game. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's a tough tough um, tough to get into. But once once you get there, um, like you say, you do get paid and you get to travel everywhere. And the the biggest draw is you could get chosen to do the international series on the chain gang. Yeah. So that's that's their big draw at the minute. Wow. So but, I, I do. Uh, I, I quite fancy a bit of chain gang. That would be all right. I wouldn't mind being chain crew like uh, on the because I've got like, I've got the London Hornets just down the road from me. I can oh, do that. Okay. Yeah. You don't get too many people. You don't, I wouldn't get any too many linemen shouting at me doing that, I hope. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to go and start watching some Britball after uh, after like, post-lockdown when it all starts up again. Because, um, I, I mean, I've been once. I went to watch um, Chester Romans. And it seemed like a good time. There's, there's some sort of diehard fans there, clearly, that sort of really get into it. And it's sort of it's got quite, quite a nice little atmosphere. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's sort but, of... Um, like my geographically, my nearest is Crew, and I don't ain't going near Crew. I like my tyres on my car, so I don't go near Crew. <laughs> just so, just uh, for a better team as well. So, well, so I hear. So yeah, they are. Yeah. I, th- I think I actually did that refereeing course. Either that or the or did, was it just the flag one? I can't remember now. It was years ago, but it is hard to do, man. It, it's so much more difficult than you think. When you sit here watching TV, you think you can referee an NFL game. And then you, you actually stand on the sideline of like a, even an amateur game and you just feel clueless. People looking at you like, did, did he catch that? And I'm like, I have no idea whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, um, you, just, you just get all these like soccer dads as well. Just yeah. on the sideline. You, you know, you need, a, you need a thick skin as well. Really do. Yeah, you do. I mean, listen, I was guilty of it. I mean, don't get me started on the Blaffle refs when I was playing. Awful. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> yeah, There's some bad decisions to be fair. <laughs> Um, also, well, what, what's the what's the official name of that page, Jason? So people can go and follow it if they're not already. 
uh, the UK American football scene. So uh, yeah, just yeah. So just um, if you see my name, Jason Bailey, you, you know it's around somewhere. So yeah, more the merrier. Awesome. Um, now, I also commissioned you and Rich as well, also went away and did it, uh, to do the top 25 most important players that we spoke about um, last week. Now, there was some controversy last week with all three of us seemingly having different interpretations of what the task meant, um, <laughs> as usual. Um, and, and it feels like that's uh, translated further with, with you two. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't quite know how you want to do that. If you want to do it one at a time or go kind of together. J- Jason, you said your list isn't in order, right? So I suppose maybe we could do yours first and just go through the players that you think and and give yeah. us a little bit of a rundown of your, your reasoning. Okay. No worries. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'll just start at the bottom and work my way up. Sure um, okay. So, 25, we've got Chris Boswell. Um, obviously, kickers, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, are you going to get a good season or are you going to get a bad season? So, you know. It's you a know, big drop-off. Yeah, exactly. You know Boswell can sort of win you three or four games a season. Yeah. Um, 24 Vince Williams um, so my reasoning on this as well is, is is depth is a concern for me so I've got a lot of guys in there that might need to step up before you get a load of injuries again so this is my reasoning as well so I've got um, Vince Williams he needs to be solid again um, especially being inside um, 23 Alex Highsmith the rookie um, well, I need to step in you think yeah. he's going to get snaps? Um, again, you know, what all Dupree go down, he's, he's, mm. he's, he's, you know, he's going to be in there, isn't he? So, um, but I like the look of him. I do like the look of him. He's really, really fast. So, um, 22 and 21, I've got the cornerbacks. So we've got Steve Nelson, Joe Hayden, um, you know, cornerbacks are like goalkeepers. They get the blame for everything. So, you know, they need another good season, but <clears throat> I'm quite, uh, quite optimistic they will, they'll do all right. Um, 20, got Derek Watt, um, hopefully help protect Ben as well, um, open up that running game. Uh, 19, I've got Devin Bush, uh, hopefully it takes, you know, takes up to another level this year. Um, hopefully, you know, he gets to be a playmaker like he was earlier on in the season. Uh, uh 18, Justin Lane. Oh, he's the NFL, yeah, um. We haven't really seen him at all, have we, really? Oh, yeah. so, um, Other than special teams, he had that beautiful yeah. special teams tackle, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, he, he got good scout reports when he came out. So, is he NFL ready? You know, mm. is, is, is he good depth under Hayden and Nelson and, and Hilton? Uh, 17, TJ Watt, say no more. He might be a bit of a man this year, so, you know, would it affect others um, to playing? 16, Anthony McFarlane. Um, so, you know, if Connor's not fit, is he, is he the guy they're going to go to? Um, I know Tomlin has said he's, he's not going to do a, a committee uh, by all accounts. So, you know, is he, is he going to be the guy if, if Connor does sort of go down again? Did you like that pick, Jason? Because that, that was the most controversial one for me. Um, when I seen him, yeah. My, my thinking was I thought the running backs you've got would be all right for another season. Hmm. Um, but once I've seen him on tape, yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's something a little different. So we'll just have to wait and see. He, I just think Snell is, you know, has been sort of dealt a bit of a, a bit of a blow, really. Cause yeah. I'd like to see more of Snell. 
And Samuels, I mean, he did drop off last year a little bit, but yeah. it sort of felt like he he yeah, had a better year the year before, and he could progress. So it feels like they're all kind of in each other's way a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, 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 give him a chance. That was my issue with it at the time, if you remember. I, I was my issue was I feel like we have a lot of these guys that are all capable of potentially breaking out or doing something. And what's he bringing to the table? I, I get what you're saying though, Jason. That, that we've watched him tape, and he, you know he's a fast guy. He does bring maybe an element we didn't have, but. Yeah, I don't know how he sees the field with all these different guys here, but time will tell. Yeah, uh, fifteen Cameron Haywood um, needs to stay fit again. That defensive line um, depth maybe a bit of a concern. Um, Fourteen David De Castro, uh, my guy um, needs to be the calming influence. I think anchor that line. Thirteen Chase Claypool, hopefully it'll be a red zone target. All that physique could be another Calvin Johnson, hopefully. Oof, wow, you're one of those guys. Yeah, I've got James Connor at 12. Again, you like everybody, needs to be fit. Um, his performance aren't an issue once he gets going, he's fine. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Rudolph at 11. Uh, what hasn't been said about him really, so um, has he learnt anything? Another year in the system, another off season. If Ben does go down, um, 10, I've got uh, Vance Johnson, uh, hopefully back to 2018 form. Hopefully, um, Ebron can sort of uh, help him out there. Was Nine, that Vance, Vance McDonald, you mean, sorry? Vance McDonald. Yeah. Vance Johnson. Sorry, I, I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh my God, who have we signed? And I've not noticed. <laughs> <laughs> a, big, a big signing, number 10 on the list. Actually, Vance Johnson was like a, a, a Broncos receiver from like the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. I call Lamar Jackson Lamar Miller every other week. So, <laughs> Okay, this is why I put Johnson, because I've got uh, Dante Johnson number nine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, need a, need a big, uh, big um, year off him, I think. But I do like him. I do like him. I've to get like 600 plus yards last season with what we had. Um, Massively underrated. I think really yeah, I think so as well. Absolutely. So, uh, eight, Bud Dupree. Can he take the pressure off what? Um, will the opposition sort of cater for him now? He's sort of made a name for himself. Um, seven, I've got McCullers. <clears throat> so, you know, is he going to step up? Especially with like Hargrave gone. Big Dan McCullough's getting a lot of pop on Jason's list. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got Ebron at six. Again, is he going to be a red zone target? <clears throat> Which, historically, we've had sort of trouble with. Because <clears throat> um, last season, I don't know what you guys felt, but there was just nothing in the middle last, last year. So, yeah. you know, hopefully he can sort of bring that and then opens up the receivers. I think it was, it was a combo of, of some some of the routes not being run as well, but also a lot was it on Mason, I think. I think he, he, yeah, yeah. Because his back, lack of anticipation doesn't throw well over the middle. But anyway, don't let me derail you. Carry on. Absolutely. Uh, five, I got Paintsy. Um I mean, he went to the Pro Bowl, but we all felt, you know, we didn't have the greatest year. So uh, hopefully he'll, he'll be back. Um, I got Matt Feeler at four. Obviously, Foster's retired. Um, he is solid uh, I just hope he sort of carries on with that okay I've got a question for you guys so I've been looking at defensive tackles and you've got Alu Alu or whatever his name is yep and we signed um, Chris Wormley yep who do you think is going to start I think it's going to be Alu Alu and I think he's going to be yep. your nose tackle ahead of 
Big Dan, and then I think he's going to spell to it and Hayward. And I think if one of those goes down, then Ali Ali's up next. Yeah, that's what I've got. So I've sort of, I've sort of promenade with Ali Ali at three with Wormley. So I think they're going to give Wormley every if you know if we get training camp, I think they're going to give him every opportunity to win that job though, and they're going to tell him, listen, this is where you're going to play. Um, if you can beat out Alu Alu and McCullers, yeah. then yeah, I think it's a training camp one. I think yeah. you know nothing set in stone. Uh, two, I've got Juju. You know, is he a number one target? Is he going to come back? And obviously, number one, Big Ben. So you know, I'm, I'm old school. You know, I've always thought teams start with your O line and your D line, but you know, you live and die these days by your quarterback. Um, so, a, lot, a lot of rookies on your list, man. I, I didn't put yeah. any rookies on mine. That's, that's surprising because I, I always tend to think that the rookies aren't going to contribute in year one. You, know, you don't want them to have to, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I just think, like, my main concern is depth. So, and I felt the Steelers did do that in the draft. Um, so I think they might just have to step up a little bit, um, you know, than in previous years, really. So. We've got an, yet another perspective on the question for you. If this has taught me one thing, it's that I am not clear enough with my instructions. <laughs> spell it all out. Spell it out for us all. We we all go away and make up our own stories in our heads. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it interesting. So Rich, I think you should go the other way. So if you start at one and go down, then we'll kind of. Okay. Yeah, I think you're going to get a, even another perspective because. <laughs> oh, <thank God. laughs> I, my interpretation of the. Um, 25 most important Steelers for their success is um, who, who in order, who is the hardest to replace if they go down? Who's the, who's the toughest guy to put somebody in there and, you know, you won't lose as much as say this guy goes down. So that's how I have mine in order. So I don't, I don't know. So, yeah, that, yeah. that certainly makes sense. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> okay. So uh, number one, I got Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I, that's kind of a, a no-brainer, I think. Without without him, we we don't go anywhere next season. Uh, number two, I have Minka Fitzpatrick, and uh, the reason being, I think everybody else. I think the defense is is really important to our success, of course. And I think everybody else, you you can look for other people at that position to pick up the slack. If TJ gets hurt, you can look to. Um, Bud Dupree. If Joe Hayden gets hurt, you can look to Steve Nelson. If if Cam Hurts gets hurt, you can look at uh, Stefan Tuitt. But if Minka goes down, I mean, really, we're so much weaker back there without him. It's 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 a, a tremendous difference. I actually, so yeah, I, I actually I actually mentioned this last week. Who who is the center field safety replacement? Who's up next? Yeah, uh, who yeah. is it? Is it Marcus Allen? Marcus Allen. Yeah, I mean, he's like totally unproven, right? I mean, there's, there's nobody. Right, right. So, uh, Mika second. I have James Conner third. I just don't think the running game is the same without him. Um, it, it, we'll see what the rookie does. But, um, uh, you know, at this point, he, he's the guy. And there's a big drop-off when he's out. At four, I got TJ Watt. Um, at five, I have Devin Bush. I just think with his speed and athleticism in the middle, we lose so much uh, adaptability and vers- versatility in there when he's if he's out. It's just a, such a huge drop off between him and say Vince Williams or anybody else they could put back there. Uh, so let's see. At six, I have Marquise Pouncey. Uh, seven, Cam Hayward. Eight, uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Nine, Juju Smith-Schuster. 
10, I had Bud Dupree. I think he was, I think his, his, his year was phenomenal last year. I mean, he just made such a jump and not only with his sacks, that was obvious, but his run support was amazing. He was, he was so good at shutting off the, the edge and, and, and making tackles last year. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, 11 and 12, I have Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Um, and I, I have them further down because I think if you, if you have a strong front seven, you know, I think your back four are, are going to be in good shape. I think, you know, with with the front seven, the pressure that they can establish, you know, but still they're important, of course. 13, I have Dave DeCastro. 14, Stefan Tuitt. 15, Vance McDonald. 16, Deontay Johnson. And 17, I have Chris Boswell. Um, because I think we saw, you know, when – before we found Boswell, I still remember the year because my son and I were at the Chargers game, his first game hmm. as a Steeler, and he kicked the hell out of the ball. He was he was fantastic, and everybody because we were all sitting in the Steeler section. I mean, half the stadium was a Steeler section. It was, <laughs> it, was it was amazing, and people we got a kicker, we got a kicker. Like people were just losing <laughs> their mind, you know, because when you don't have that reliability at that position, it kills you. I mean, it, you you lose. You know, I th- I think Jason mentioned he'll win you for three or four games, and that's true. And you, w- with that position, if you have a weak kicker, you're going to lose three or four games. So I have Chris at 17. I have uh, 18. I have Tyson Alulu at 19. Vince Williams, uh, 20. James Washington with his ability to stretch the field. Uh, 21. Matt Feeler. 22, Terrell Edmonds, 23, Eric Ebron. And we'll see, of course, he can move up on that list. But he's an unknown, really, at this point in the Steelers system. Uh, 24, Mike Hilton. And 25, Stefan Wisniewski. Nice. And you you did it. Because you, you've not listened to the last episode, right? And, and I actually said the one guy who didn't get any votes who I was surprised by was Mike Hilton. So mm-hmm. that rounds out pretty much everyone I thought should have got a vote. Nice. Yeah, I just you know, I went with the starters because yeah. because of the way I looked at it. That's all. I mean, if and it wasn't. I'm not saying my way is the right way to look at it, but I just you know you you hear something and you immediately come to a decision of how you're interpreting it, and, oh, and yeah. that's how I interpret. It. There, so yeah, that's why there is I don't no have- there is no right and wrong way, Rich. That is why we did this. I think it's been. Uh, I mean, someone someone messaged us right. Um, Sydney on Twitter messages and said it was interesting just to hear the different perspectives on it. Um, yeah. the different ways of looking at what importance means. Uh, to the team. One uh, one big omission from your uh, list there, Rich was uh, and, and and Jason as well. Uh, uh, Jordan Berry, no no love for that. <laughs> I, I did that in tribute to Simon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't go down that road. I pay respects to Simon, you know, and I, I said nope, no Jordan Berry. I can't insult. I feel like the don of an American mafia, and you all just must bring <laughs> come and kiss the punter's boot. <laughs> Um, amazing well thank you uh, for doing that you two um, I think that helps uh, pad out G- Gav might might or might not go tabulate that along with our original list and see where we come out yeah because I think I think uh, yeah that'll be interesting to see what happens when when we add those results so yeah I want to do that yeah and then we, can, we, can, we can tweet that out and post that out once, once we finalise that and talk about it next week maybe um, okay now that, well that takes us to the what, what seems to have turned into Gav talks about PFF corner um, yeah I don't know how that's happened. <laughs> I'll let you take that away. Yeah, it's not a big one. I just wanted to sort of finish off because obviously I talked about last week the fact that PFF were redrafting the entire NFL. Well, four rounds as if you're starting a franchise oh. from fresh. The, 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 the aim being to 
achieve success within five years and uh, you, you start pick. Um, 128 players were taken. Uh, 29 quarterbacks were taken. The 29th quarterback taken was Colin Kaepernick. So make of that what you will. <laughs> um, now, what some of the points, right? So there were four Steelers taken. Uh, Big Ben was the 27th quarterback taken. Juju was the 16th wide receiver. Uh, TJ Watt was the fourth edge defender. And Minka, quite controversially, was the seventh safety and, and behind Jabril Preppers, which was a, a, a bit of... I mean, I'm prepared to admit this list is a little bit bogus because one of the guys picking made a couple of... He admitted himself he didn't do much prep and some of his picks have kind of skewed it out. And even though there was six different people picking, one person picking wrong can kind of skew the whole thing. So Minka should have gone earlier than that. Uh, but the one one interesting thing about it was that DJ, again, get, gets a missed, right? So there's 37 wide receivers and, and, and Deontay Johnson doesn't get taken. And, and there's names on this list like Darius Slayton, who is the 30th wide receiver, Jalen Rager, uh, AJ Green, I'd put, I'd, I'd, if I was for, for success in the next five years, I'd, I'd give me Johnson over AJ Green. I know AJ Green's been great, but he's coming to the end now. We don't even know if he's going to be able to play this year. Uh, Will Fuller, yeah, I mean, he's kind of boom or bust, but DJ seems like a much more of a kind of possession kind of guy that you can build an offense around. So I, I think personally, Johnson should have been sort of slotted around where Debo Samuel is, between Debo Samuel and Hollywood Brown, around the sort of 21 to 25 receiver mark. Um, so that, that that irritated me again. I was expecting DJ, but he's just. I mean, they've even mentioned the fact that he's underrated, and then they didn't draft him. It's hard for me to think about that because when you first said that, I was like, "What well, is G- DJ? One of the top thirty? How many did you say? Thirty-six? Thirty-seven? I was like, is he one of the top thirty? I mean, it's thirty-two teams in the league, right? And I'm thinking to myself, is he? You know, is he one of the better number two receivers in the league? You know, if you kind of put it like that. But then some of the names you've given me, I would take over him. So I don't know. Is, is there really that much of a dearth of good receivers? I mean, he's got to be ahead of... The, you don't know these rookies. You've got Ruggs in there. Yeah. You've got you know, C.D. Lamb, Rager. You, know, you don't know how they're going to turn out. I understand from the draft perspective, though, of taking the upside with a guy like C.D. Lamb or, or Jerry Judy. Um, but, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, Slayton, silly nonsense. I think this is just another thing where the, people are forgetting that DJ exists. It's a classic example of kind of a guy who was on a underwhelming offence who the local guys have pegged as a someone who can break out in a, in a good situation, but the national guys haven't picked up on yet. Yeah. So then, and, and the other thing that was interesting was the waiting. So there's, you know, there's 37 wide receivers and only three linebackers and one running back. You know, that's, that's the way that the, the league's going, isn't it? But so I, I expect that, I think Devin Bush would have been up there. He'd be one of the next linebackers off the board. But um, Fred Warner was taken, taken as a third linebacker. And I, I, can't, I kind of instantly thought that, that should have been Bush. But then... You know, Warner's one year ahead. He's kind of a bit more certain that he is going to have a good career. So I kind of can get on board with that in the end. But then again, Cam Haywood was, you know, not in that top four. So the top four sort of interior D-line defenders, Aaron Donald, Grady Jarrett, Chris Jones, DeForest Buckner. I, I can't really argue with that. But I, I think Cam Haywood is right there with them. And that, and that got me... Well, I've got to transition to unless anyone else has got something to say about this. Well, it got me thinking about... Go on. I was just going to say, age plays a part in it though as well. I mean, you've got to take that into some account yeah yeah it does yeah right and, and I, I do want to just before you move on Gang, i want to hear what rich thinks about this specifically if that's okay just because what annoyed me about this rich was you mentioned like one running back went who was it was it saquon or cmc it was, yeah it was yeah the number one pick in round four saquon Barkley. saquon Barkley, right so are you telling me that you would rather have um for the next for your success of a team in the next five years um darius slayton than than christian mccaffrey 
Uh, Which uh, you're telling me this list tells us, right? Because CMC wasn't taken and and Darius Slayton was like, what? <laughs> it makes no yeah, sense but I mean, me. like, it comes down to you know the replaceability of like what Rich is talking about. The replaceable. I'm mean, Barkley's a special player, which is why he's he's snuck into this list. But but if this was know, a real whole, thing, like th- nobody would take nobody would do that. They would take CMC because he's a game changing player. This is why I don't well, understand what this. this was, I just don't understand what that well, this list is nonsense. That's my, that's my point. You'll be telling me that Nick Chubb's the best running back in the league in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand it either. At first, when Gavin was explaining, I thought, okay, these guys are just going by last year's stats and by uh, by uh, reputation of the players, you know. And they didn't really do their homework with each team or they would see Deontay Johnson's, you know, super talented receiver that deserves, you know, a higher spot than that. But then, now when you're saying that there's only one running back taken – in, in four rounds, and some of these guys were taking, like, say, over Christian McCaffrey, who is also a special player. The guy does it all. You know, yeah, it makes no sense. I have no explanation for what they were thinking when no. they did it. I, I don't know. I oh. thought maybe they were just lazy, but now I, I, I don't know. All I can think is that the person who described this task to them was as poor at describing tasks as I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, part of PFF's whole shtick is that the running back doesn't matter anymore and they're replaceable. So I guess if you're, if you're turning up like um, Evan Silver, you know, it doesn't work for PFF, but he's thinking, right, I'm playing to the PFF crowd. I've got to, I've got to draft like I'm working for PFF, I suppose. You know? Yeah. I don't know, because you know they're all going to go after the wide receivers. All the wide receivers fly off the board. You can pick up Christian McCaffrey, you know, round five. Doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, at all. I agree with you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that was just kind of cleaning up I, I was expecting the second round to, to to bear a bit more fruit for the Steelers but it didn't so I, yeah, I found that a bit surprising but it got me thinking about Cam Haywood and it, I, I started thinking what you know this is getting into the sort of twilight of Cam's career is is he is he a Hall of Famer hmm. now, now forget, my, my ignorance was this of being a, a kind of a, a younger fan um, was he involved in any of the Super Bowl he was, was was he in the earliest one, uh, the latest one? Sorry, or 2009? When was he drafted? He was. Hang on. Was it 2010? He was drafted. No, he was drafted 2011. So okay. he's, yeah, he's yeah. after yeah, that. Understand. Not that that's you know the be all end all for a defensive lineman, but that can sometimes help a case that kind of. Yeah, because the reason, cause the thing is, do you remember also last week another PFF thing I snuck in there was uh, they did a thing based on on stats and their analytics was the top 50 players entering 2020 and the only two Steelers on the list were TJ Watt at 28 and Cam Haywood at 40 so they obviously rate him highly but it, for this drafting it's obviously the fact that he's nearing the end but if he's if he's in the top you know top 40 of the whole of the NFL there's not that many people in his sort of cohort if you like at the moment I mean you've got at the moment you've got you know Aaron Donald and you've got up-and-comers like Grady Jarrett uh, Chris Jones De- uh, DeForest Buckner but if he's talking about his Hall of Fame class, he's going to be up against. He's up against some stiff opposition, and and when you look at, at the amount of uh, All Pros and Pro Bowls and just general NFL honors and Super Bowls that that lot have got, he's probably sixth, seventh down the list. Mm. So it, it's a shot. I mean, I'd like like to see it. I think he's, you know, from our perspective, he's been a great stealer, a great servant. You know, I just don't know. I, don't, I haven't I, seen. I, I haven't seen the all time stat. That would, it'd be more interesting to see the all time stats compared to the other guys that are in the hall. But uh, the sense I get is in the hall are very good, right? Like they say. Yeah. I don't mm. know if he makes. Well, it. 
it's tough with a 3-4 defense. Yeah. Because a lot of those guys that stand out, a lot of the guys that are picked for the Pro Bowls come from a 4-3 at that position. Because, you know, they're they're set loose to just attack the quarterback. You know, and, and in the three in three four, those guys got are, are big time responsible for the run. So it's it's so skewered in that respect. I mean, it's hard for them to get the attention, you know, of the of the voters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of I looked at him against uh, kind of the other interior defensive line guys. So the, the guys I think he's up against. So you got uh, Haloti Nata, right? Who's who's retired and and will be eligible before him. So if he if he goes in on first first ballot, then he's out of the way. So he won't be a blocker. But he, if he if he gets pushed back a couple of years, he could be in the way. Then you got uh, Sue, right? And then you got JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, Gerald McCoy, Geno Atkins, and even Calais Campbell's got more NFL honors than he has. Yeah. So that that's quite a crew <clears throat> to be up yeah. against all, all around the same age. Yeah, they're all getting him. Before come, yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. I think unfortunately we might be looking at a guy who's kind of just on the outside looking in. Yeah, he's sort of second tier, isn't he? Sort of cam. He's you know he's not quite superstar level, sort of nationwide. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame because he's a, he's a he's a great player. He's a, you know, you could certainly make the argument, but I just think you've got to be in that you know consistently in the top sort of two or three at your position for a, a 10 year stretch really unless you're a kind of a an obvious all-star running back or something like that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you can make that argument certainly um, uh, while i was knocking around yeah. just before you move on just because i got i love the hall of fame man uh while i was knocking around in hall of fame waters i i, I noticed that uh i tell you who is eligible next year and who stands a much better chance although i, I still don't know is uh who Oh, yeah, so, so there's no there's no notable tight ends right coming that are eligible until 2024, which is Antonio Gates. So he's got three years. The only real competition is Owen Daniels, unless I'm wrong, unless I've missed something. Right? There's Dallas Clark still knocking around. He hasn't gone in, and and one of my favourite players of all time, Jeremy Shockey, but he, he probably won't get in because he only really had two good good moments in his career, and the rest of the time he was a bit of a diddle. But um, so I mean, we could be looking at Heath kind of being in the conversation. I hope so. I don't know. What do you think, Rich? You think he's got a shot at that? I don't think so. I, I I think he's deserving. If you if you take into a fact that he was one of the best all around hmm. tight ends in the NFL at his time, but they don't. I don't think they look at that. You know what you do? You look at all the tight ends in the Hall of Fame and you check out their stats, their receiving hmm. stats, <clears throat> and then you compare it to Heath, and I think that'll give you a good idea. Yeah, if he, he has wasn't a really that receiver tight end though, was he? He was kind of the last of the old school, kind of good at everything, not amazing yeah. at one yeah. particular thing. Yeah, yeah, he was know. great, great all around tight end. Really, for, for compared to anybody that played in his time, he was right up there. I mean, I, I can't wait for the uh, the twenty forty induction where Jason Pinkney um, goes in. <laughs> Don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah i did see yeah i did see the twitter spat but um i liked how jason kind of snuck in a jab at me though with thaddeus moss yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what i found a quite a quite useful weapon on twitter if someone starts challenging me about anything i go oh, okay that's fine i i i, I understand you just said you disagree uh i've got a podcast do you want to come in and debate me Silence. I wanted, I wanted to ask about that because I, I couldn't quite understand the tone of this. I'm not going to go too into what, who you were talking to. I couldn't understand the tone of this argument you're referencing. 
neither uh, uh, of us really understand the term. Basically, I took it to Twitter because we've been having arguments on YouTube for for quite a while. Oh, okay. On like on the on the chats of his own videos, he's like a guy that uh, he's like a, a college football kind of. Uh, he fancies himself. I, I like his videos. His videos are good. I, I'm, I'm not on board with some of his takes, um, and I challenge him about it. And then we get into little back and forths on on YouTube. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take this to Twitter just 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 for. Just for a bit of a laugh, and then yeah, it's sort of you saw you saw the result. Uh, still, Jedi is no, I I, I I like his content, and um, I, I, I'm going to try and get him on the show. But let's do it. Yeah, let's let's yeah, yeah. Sounds like he thinks uh, you might think you're a dick, which wouldn't be. Uh... I think he, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> um, I was going to say he's not he's not like at the real Mike Tolman or something. He's not some you're not accidentally no, having no. an argument with someone. No, 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 no one can. He's just a you know. A fan that puts out content. Um, we we had we had we went back and forth quite a lot about who was better out of Mitchell Wilcox and Jared Pinkney, who was the better tight end. They both went undrafted, so I said that's called it a draw. You know? <laughs> that's the that's the argument everyone's talking about. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but he, he he did it. He released a mock draft for 2021. He's got um, uh, Dylan Moses going first round to the Steelers, the linebacker from Alabama. Which would be a great pick, a good player, you know, like, like Rich was talking about, uh, or was it Jason? Can't remember who was behind Bush. Um, that would be a great pick. But I was just saying, you got to go quarterback. And of course, I mentioned Brock Purdy, and then he starts shooting down my Brock Purdy takes. But anyway, let's move on. But uh, yeah, so I thought that's where you were. I thought that's where you were going with that. Um, as we dance now, seemingly in the off season from corner to corner, I suppose we'll go. <laughs> Rich, you want to do the second part of the draft series? Is that ready, or, or is that not ready yet? Sure. Yeah, if you uh, if we have time for let's it, let's do it. Sure. Okay. Um, so we were talking about the 1983 draft, and I think the last thing I said was uh, Robert Ursay, who was uh, the owner of the Baltimore Colts, um, wanted to get this pick traded away as soon as possible. Um, and Ernie Acorsi, who's the GM of the Colts at that time, was trying to convince Ursay that, no, we're in a great spot. People will come to us with great deals, and we don't, we don't need to rush this. Uh, because uh, John Elway, who was the consensus number one pick for that year— um, didn't want to didn't want to play for Baltimore, and um, so Baltimore was in a in a spot there. So what what, what was happening now is right before the draft, the uh, New England Patriots they contact Frank Cush, who is the Colts coach, and uh, they are prepared to trade John Hanna, who was was a consensus All Pro every year. He was an amazing guard. If you guys watch the top 100 players of all time, he was one of them. He was he was fantastic, so they wanted to trade him straight up for uh, the, the the number one pick. Well, the problem was John Hanna was in his tenth season, so Ernie Acorse tells Robert Ursay, he says, you know, if you make this trade, the day that you announce the trade, you can announce my resignation as well, because this is a really really bad trade. You you can't make this trade. So so that trade goes away. But there's a rift between Ursay, the owner, and of course the GM at this point. They they're not seeing eye to eye, and Ursay is a tough guy to get along with as it is. So that really led to some 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 problems with their draft. But anyway, um, draft day comes. Baltimore has the first pick, and without hesitation, just to piss off Ursay, of course he takes Elway immediately. There's no time that goes by on the clock. He immediately takes John Elway. So uh, let's see the. Um, the Rams have the second pick, and they take Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson, obviously a great pick. Seattle's up next, and they want Elway, but they also want a running back really bad. So they try to make a couple trades. It doesn't work out, so they take Kurt Warner, 
who ends up being a great running back and probably a, a fringe Hall of Famer, rushed for a thousand yards, I think, five times in his eight year career. I mean, great, great running back. Um, Kurt, Kurt with a C, right? Not Kurt with a K. That's right. Yeah, this is Kurt Warner who played running back for Penn State. So um, they can't make a deal. So number four, this in this pick gets to be important here in the in the history of the of the Broncos. The Broncos take Chris Hinton, and I and it's believed that the only reason they did this is because they had they had a plan. They wanted to get Elway, and they knew Frank Cush loved offensive linemen. And so Hinton was a really good. He ended up being a really good offensive lineman too. So they take Chris Hinton at number four. Okay, so um, at number five, uh, the San Diego Chargers try to make a deal uh, with uh, with um, uh, the Chargers or with the um, Colts. They, the Chargers have three picks in the first round, right? So they have number five, number twenty, number twenty-two, but they don't want to offer number. They don't want to offer number uh, five, and the and the Colts want number five, right? Because of course, they's thinking is, if I can't get Elway, I want Marino, and I think Marino is going to go pretty quick in this draft, you know, and he's and he's thinking I want to I want to pick in the top five. So if I can't have him, uh, if I can't get Elway, then then I want Marino. So the Chargers, they don't want to they don't want to give him a number five. Right. So they offer him a couple deals. They offer him actually a really good deal. They offer him number 20, number 22 and next year's number one and quarterback Ed Luthor, who was Dan Fouts backup. Now, the, the some people believe that the only reason they're even talking about this trade was because Fouts was in a contract negotiations and didn't want to sign. So miraculously, before right before they they their pick comes up fouts signs the contract and so uh that trade that trade goes away so that's that's not happening um let's see what uh oh the thing that i the thing that i wanted to tell you that i missed is san francisco is in play uh, at this point right so san francisco contacts marvin demhoff uh, who's always agent and they want to trade straight up uh, that pick for Joe Montana, wow. right? Now, Bill Walsh, he was a visionary. And, and he, you know, he's always looking ahead and he's thinking, ah, you know, I, I should go with the younger guy. And, you know, but when it came right down to it, uh, of course, they contacts him during the draft. And um, Bill Walsh, uh, he, he goes back on it. He doesn't want to do it. He, he changes his mind. And he just and, and they interviewed him later. And I've seen interviews with him. And he said, I just couldn't do it. I mean, it it made sense in my mind. But my heart just told me I got to stay with Joe. You know, he, he they had already won a Super Bowl. They just won their first Super Bowl. And he's looking at trading his quarterback, you know, so it just didn't make any sense. You know, so they they forgot about that trade and, and changed their mind with that one. Um, so the Bears have the sixth pick. Al Davis wants to trade with the Bears because he really wants Elway, right? So he asks, of course, if he can get the sixth pick from the Bears, can they put a trade together? And of course, he says, of course, he says, yeah, you get, you get number six, I'll go for, I'll go for that, right? So the Bears put a trade, or, or Raiders put a trade together, and they give they have they have box A with a, with three players and box B with three players, and they say you can take one from A and one from B, but you can't take. You know, you have to be one from A and one from B. Well, in box A is Howie Long, right? So they really want Howie Long, but they want another guy from from box A. They want two guys in the same category, and the and the uh, Raiders are uh, don't want to do that. They don't want to give up 
two of their two of the guys that they really covet. So Howie Long ends up staying a Raider. But it's really interesting how, you know, in history, you know, Howie Long, you know, could have been a Colt. And, you know, he could have had John Elway on the Raiders. I mean, there's just so many different ways this could have went. It's just really interesting. So um, the Bears, they end up taking Dan Marino's roommate at Pitt, offensive tackle Jimbo Covert, who becomes a Hall of Famer. That was a great pick. That guy was a great tackle, obviously, right? And uh, I think, should I go on a little? Yeah, I'll go on one more. Uh, uh, Next seven picks, there's no no interest in a quarterback, so that goes by with any interest in Elway. Pick 14, Buffalo takes Jim Kelly. And Jim Kelly is an interesting story, and I'll I'll end it with this till till next week because I don't want to take up too much time of the show. Um, But Kelly – really he didn't like he didn't make it known that he didn't want to play for a team but he did not want to go to a cold weather team and i think he had three cold weather teams where he said i just don't want to play for these teams minnesota was one uh i don't remember the other and buffalo was the other so buffalo ends up drafting him but at the same time the usfl is 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 organizing so the houston gamblers so the usfl contacts jim kelly now check this out this is a trip Jim Kelly, he, he, resi- he resigns himself to the fact that, you know, that's it. I'm going to play in the NFL. I'm going to play for Buffalo. I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. So he flies into Buffalo. He goes into the owner's office, and he's just getting ready to sign the contract, and the owner's secretary interrupts him and says, uh, uh, Jim Kelly has a, an emergency phone call. They say he needs to take it right away. So Kelly leaves the office, goes out to the phone, and it's the uh, commissioner of USFL. He goes, you can play for any team you want. We really want you. We need a name for this for this uh, for this league. You can play any position you want, you, or not any position, any team you want to play for. And and he says and he says, well, Houston has a dome, don't they? And he said, yep, Houston Gamblers have a dome. He goes, okay, I want to play for Houston. He goes, you got it. He goes back into the office. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills owner says, I'm sorry, I changed my mind. I'm not signing. So because this secretary interrupted them, <laughs> Jim Kelly became a Houston Gambler for two seasons with the wow. USFL and was really a great quarterback for them. He was amazing. He, 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 I think he led the, them in yardage. I think he might've, I think he might've threw for 5,000 yards both seasons. I'm not sure, but it was, his stats were fantastic. Um, he had a, he had a game against Steve Young's Los Angeles Express. If you guys remember Steve Young for the San Francisco 49ers hall of famer, and they, they, they're losing like 33 to 10 and the, with 10 minutes left in the game and Kelly brings him back and they win 34 to 33 and he, he passes for 574 yards. So, you know, he, he, he was fantastic with them. So I'll, I'll leave it at that and I'll pick it up next week uh, with the rest of this. Wow. So what happens with that? So did uh, the Bills retain retain the rights to Kelly? Because he never played yes. anywhere else in the NFL. So when the USFL folded, he went straight back to the Bills. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. he was drafted by them they re- and they retained the rights, yeah, he had no choice at that point. Mm. Um, if he wanted to play in the NFL, it had to be the Bills. That's was the, was the U, um, USFL probably the best one of those sort of offshoot leagues in, in the history of offshoot leagues? Yeah. I think they had. They probably had the most success. They had two really strong s- seasons, um, as far as football goes. If you look at the quality of the of play, I think they were the best. They were the best league, second to the NFL, that's come out from those offshoot leagues. Yeah, they had some really good players. They stole some decent players. And you know, every time the NFL had a draft, the USFL had a USFL had a draft too. Yeah. You know, and they were drafting the same guys, but most guys chose to play in the NFL. Yeah. 
No, I mean, it, it sort of ruined a few players' careers. I mean, Hall of Fame chances, didn't it? And then, you know, general well, general rankings because they, they lost a couple of seasons, like Jim Kelly, like Warren Moon, a few others. Yeah, and, it, you know, it reminds, it reminds me, look at, the, look at Warren Moon playing for Canada. I mean, if Warren Moon plays his entire league in the NFL, he, he has records nobody can touch. Yeah. I mean, he was that good. He he was phenomenal. A lot of his good years were in in the Canadian League. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question before we move off from this? Because I I found this really interesting, right? And you talk about um, uh, they wanted Dan Marino if they couldn't get, or if they couldn't keep John Elway, they wanted to get Dan Marino. I've got here the effect, obviously, you're talking about Jim Kelly going, but I've got here that the Chiefs took a quarterback who I've never heard of. Um, Yeah. Don't tip the, uh, the story. But no, yeah. this is before, right? This is the seventh pick. So oh, sorry, we've gone yeah. past this. So uh, what, what was the consensus back then? Was it not as clear cut as Marino is the second guy? Is it? Well, yeah, I, I can tell you. And, I, and I, I did skip some of them because I don't want to make this too long. Cool. I, I mean, uh, if you give me the whole show, I'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> uh, Todd Blackledge was a quarterback for, the, for Penn State. And he had he had a, a, a strong season. The team was uh, they, the team had a really great year. They had Blackledge at quarterback, and they had Kurt Warner at running back, and they had a real strong team. And I'll tell you, there was a couple things that hurt Marino, and it wasn't so much that that uh, Blackledge was looked at as being so much better, but Marino had some strikes against him. His senior year was very poor. He threw a lot of interceptions. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Um. And um, there was a rumor going around that he was a cocaine addict. And, and Pittsburgh, you know, actually investigated it, you know, so because Art Rooney, you know, the chief, he put a couple of detectives on it and had wanted to check out Marino to see if any of this was true, because it was told that he was just doing cocaine. He wasn't going to class. And I, I was in school at the same time Marino was. He's I think he's a year or two older than me. But um, I remember hearing it in my school. I remember people talking about it, you know. And um, it turns out that what these, you know, whether these detectives, you know, were telling the truth or not, they came back to Art Rooney and they said, no, he's the guy doesn't do drugs. He's not doing anything. And Jimbo Covert has been um, uh, interviewed as well, who was his roommate. And he said, no, we never did drugs. I never saw Dan do a drug. So these were rumors that started somewhere and it just it just spread. And before you know it, you have NFL teams investigating Marino and possibly not drafting him because of that question of whether he did drugs or not. Wow. Do you think it was the uh, John Elway camp spreading rumors? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows? But it it, uh, it really hurt his draft stock. But I think that what hurt it more than anything is people lost faith in him. You know, he 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 never was like really um, in college. If you look at his stats, he never was great protecting the ball. You know, and that's just because you know those quarterbacks those quarterbacks with cannons. That that's their trade, right? They think they can squeeze that ball into a little two by two area every freaking time, forty yards out on a rope, and and a lot of times they can do it. But because they have so much confidence in their arm, you know, they'll tend to throw more interceptions than you would like at times. So people were worried about his ball security as well. But you know, I mean, and if you read Dan Rooney's book, you know, Rooney wanted to draft him. You know, I don't want to give too much away because I got a little bit of, yeah. of this later on. But Rooney wanted to draft yeah. him. Okay, well, so we'll, we'll leave it there then. That, that's super it's interesting. Pretty, I'm glad that this, yeah, this extends. Yeah, pretty wild draft day 
trades, man. I mean, yeah. did you uh, just while we, you were going on about all those trades, I was just thinking about the, uh, the the rumor that came out the other day. Did you hear that one about the the, the Seahawks in 2018? Did you hear that rumor? Or see that? No. It they 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 reportedly offered. Uh, they wanted to give Russell Wilson to the Browns to trade up to draft Josh Allen. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wonkers, eh? <laughs> Yeah, you never know. Well, well, that would that would have been an insane. I mean, this is why I love the draft, man, because so much changes. So, I mean, th- this draft specifically, but you know, every year, like apart from that one year where the draft was awful, um, every year so much changes. That, yeah, I mean, you, you think about that. That 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 is them thinking. Look, we we've got to get this guy's contract off the books, man. We need a rookie. Yeah. Um, That's how they won the Super Bowls before, right? So. Yeah, but they're they're, they're leading the pack right to be one of the teams signs cap. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen. Okay, well, we'll look forward to, to, to the, the next part of this. I like this. is like a little story time with Rich. I'm, I feel like I'm learning That's stuff. That's great, yeah. I sit here and listen. It's great. Love it. Be the uh, <laughs> this was like when I first met Rich. I just used to poke him with a stick and go, talk about the old times. And he'd just talk. <laughs> poke him. It's great. That's a great I image. I've got pajamas on and my teddy bear in hand. Um, it's like a bedtime story. <laughs> uh, well, don't fall asleep yet, Dave, because uh, that takes us to the kebab corner. I believe you've got something special in store for us. Well, yeah, I've, I've got a game for you all, but... Um, just before, seeing in sort of quarterback corner, before we go to the kebab corner, I read um, an article that may or, well, you may or may not find interesting, but I find it kind of interesting off the back of Gav's um, sort of inspired Mason Rudolph episode that we did a while back. If you've not listened to it, go back through and, and find it. But um, you've got two years left on his rookie deal and looking at guys who sign contracts um on you know at the end of their rookie deal, the sort of nearest to him, stat-wise, was Jake Bissett, um, who if you pretty much double all of Mason's stats, you got Jake Bissett. Apart from the win-loss, because Bissett, his win-loss was five to twelve, which isn't great, whereas Mason's is five to three. Um, but. At the end of his rookie contract, uh, Bissett signed a two-year deal with 30 mil. Um, so looking ahead, if things, all things come up Ben and things go as planned and Ben plays two more years, Mason could potentially not see much game time apart from maybe kneeling down at the end of a game, something like that, which is going to affect his, his contract going forward. So are we looking at a guy that's maybe hang around on the cheap? Or is he going to get out? I don't think he's got a market right now um, that is particularly viable or anything like Jacoby Brissett's was. I mean, you'd say the win-loss. I can't really remember what the win-loss, you know, who he played and how that worked out. But he was kind of viewed when he signed that contract as uh, one of the better kind of journeyman potential yeah. guys at that time, right? I mean, he'd been traded by the Patriots at that point, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, he was viewed maybe as the next Jimmy Garoppolo even at that point. So yeah, yeah. I think the Colts were in a bit of a bind then. They'd lost Luck had gone yeah, right, and yeah. and uh, and it wasn't the kind of you know the you know, the load of riches we got now, where there just seems to be quarterbacks falling out of the draft every year, and everyone's got one. It was a bit more a bit of a different landscape then. So I think I think they overpaid him and probably yeah, regretted yeah. it. It's, I've I've sort of gone from being quite down on Mason to being. I wonder if we can maybe keep him around on the cheap for a little while. Be that guy who knows the system. He's just a, a consistent backup, maybe. 
who's just been around for a long time. I don't know. My my mind was changed a little bit by just reading that little bit of um of stat there. Anyway, like like I said, I may or may not. What do you what do you think would be the cheap though? Because thirty million is not it's not going to get any contract anywhere near that. No. Um, do you think? What do you think? Because that's what I I I know I I read the thing you're talking about there, and it was thirty eight million for two years, wasn't it? Which is yeah. Yeah, no, it if, seems if a bit Mason, rich for my mind. If Mason doesn't play another snap for the next two years, then and we want to re-sign him, he's not earning more than a few million. No, no, he's not getting much. So, and I don't think there's going to be particularly um, vibrant market for him out there either. So, I, I, no. yeah, again, I, we'll see. I mean, it all depends, right, on where oh, Ben yeah. is, who we draft, you know, how that all works. Yeah, anything could happen between now and then. But uh, there's I, a lot of it. He could be the next laundry basket, right? <laughs> The, the next one to be hated by all of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, I never hated. I never hated. I know you did, Jason, but I never hated laundry. Oh, I, I gave him a chance. Anyway, moving on swiftly. I have a little game um, that's nothing to do with football, but it's to do with America in a way. Actually, it's a lot to do with America. Um, now, there's. I'm. I, I love beer. I don't know if any of you know this, but I love beer. I, I particularly love craft beer, and part of that is weird beer names so you get some pretty funky names going on that you kind of feel you have to kind of blush and hide your face a bit when you order them at the bar because they're pretty embarrassing to say um but i think it's all sort of in the humor of of the of the industry but some of them are very close to sounding like sort of small american town names <laughs> and i wanted to see if you guys could spot them so oh. if i if i throw some beer names or place names at you. Is the game called Beer or Here? Well, I was going with Beer or Bum Steer. Uh, oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> okay, I like it. Are they all, so, are they, are we, is it a mix of ales and lagers? Or is it, what is it? Um, so there's a, there's a mix of, of styles of beer. I'm not sticking to one style of beer. But it's just what names do that... Drink? Do, you, do you drink ale or are you lager guy? Um... It depends on my mood. If I'm doing barbecue, I'll drink lager. It's a bigger can. I get more time at the barbecue. If I'm sitting down enjoying myself, I'll have something crafty that I can sit and enjoy. Um, you know, I'm, I'd, I'd like to mix it up. Yeah. Okay. But um, should I just start throwing them at you? Are, are you all ready? So how do you want to do this, Dave? Are we all, go- are we all going to guess and you going to tell us the answer? Or are you going to write yeah, it down so and, and if, wait till the end? Uh, yeah, so if... Um, I don't know. I don't, how am I going to do this? Well, uh, 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 we either say bum steer or beer, and then if we get it right, we get a point, and we all have to remember yeah. if we how many points we get. Okay, so yeah. so we'll each have a guess at each one before you tell us the answer. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here we go. We were ready for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Satan's Kingdom. I'm going. I'm going with beer. Beer. Uh, bum steer. I'll go beer. The only one of you who was right there was, was Cy. Just, I, I, uh, I actually knew that one because I once read the Wikipedia page for a list of weird place names. <laughs> Do you know where it is? <laughs> no, I can't remember that. It's in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. So it's a place. It's, it's a bum steer. What's it called? Satan's what? Satan's, Satan's kingdom. kingdom. Wow. Off the board. Oh. So, okay. I'm just down. to know the, the population. I don't, I don't know a lot about beers, but I know about bum steers. <laughs> yeah, that's yourself. <laughs> so, so some of them have kind of quite rude names. Um, 
<laughs> so for any anyone any young listeners no matter what a cover year is um so the next two are quite rude ones the first one is big beaver <laughs> that was not that bad dude <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going i'm going beer bum steer i'll go beer i'll go bum steer yeah so rich and jason are right there it's yes. a bum it's a bum steer they don't know where it is in place it's in Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot beavers beavers. Beavers. <laughs> a lot of big beaver. Oh, it's a borough. There you go. Yeah. So the next one is pork slap. <laughs> uh, it's got to be a beer eventually, so I'll go beer. Yeah, I'll go beer as well. Beer. Beer. It, it is a beer. It's from New York. It's an American pale ale. Well done, everyone. That's Population so of uh, Big Beaver, one thousand nine hundred and seventy. That is a big beaver. You know, you know, Big Beaver is not to be outdone though by Blue Balls and Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow, both <laughs> both cities and both real cities in Pennsylvania. That's a road trip right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, the next one was Moose Moose Drool. Ooh. Ooh, now that sounds very That's much like tough. a beer, but I'm going to zig where others might zag and say uh, bum steer. Yeah, I'm going to go beer. I'm going to go with beer. Jason? Beer. Beer. You're right, Jason. Oh, it, is, it is a beer. Mm. It's um, from Montana, a brewery called Big Sky. I haven't tried it, but it, from the look of it, I might try and get hold of it. Um, so, um, next one is knock 'em stiff. I'll go beer. This is a very tough one. I- I'm going to go beer, but this could go either way. Yeah, I'm going to go against my better judgment. I'm going to go bum steer. I'll say beer. Jason's the only one right there. Oh. Knock 'em stiff is yeah. in Ohio. Apparently, the name refers to the strength of their moonshine. Wow. <laughs> now, is the moonshine called Knock'em Stiff? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think it's just that they just gained the name because of, I guess, I guess people were travelling by and the the moonshine had a certain effect on them. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Nice. Um, so, this one. Um, That's one actually, word. Knock'em Stiff. Oh, one, oh, one word. word, yeah. I should also mention that there's there's one of these one of these that is also a place. So if anyone can guess which one is a place as well as a beer, that's you a get one, an extra one is both. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Is is it the next one you're about to say? Is that why you just said that? Because you remembered. <laughs> I, I can't say that. <laughs> that would be giving games master. Does that does that just mean we all get a point though for that one? Uh, no. Technical difficulties. Okay. You only get a point if you say both. You you like taking the wheels off my games, don't you? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, I was a kid in the back of the class, always pointing out the foibles in the teacher's (laughs) argument. (laughs) The next one is raging bitch. (laughs) Oh man, I'm gonna go beer. That's gonna be a beer, please. Beer. Beer. 
Yeah, you're all right. It's one of my favourite breweries, actually, called Flying Dog, Raging Bitch, out in Maryland. Um, yeah, wow. you're all right on that one. Um, the next one is uh, Bone Gap. I'll go Bum Steer. Bum Steer. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say this is both. Yep, I'm going to say it's both. Okay. Tension. <laughs> <Drum> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 not both. It's um, <laughs> it it is um, which one did I say? I say bone gap. Sorry, it, it is a place. I've forgotten so long. I've forgotten what I said. Did I say beer? <laughs> I said beer. No, you said bomb steer gap. Did I? Did I? Oh, thanks, Joseph. It, it it is a place. It's um, it's in Illinois. So. It all seems to be fairly close. There's not many West Coast Well, it's older names, places, it? I guess. Yeah, it's the older ones, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's probably quite a few I've missed out on, but this sort of seemed a bit obvious. That You know, I'd, people probably heard of them before, so I, I sort of tried to pick the ones that are probably a bit less heard of. Um, hell for certain. Oh, that's that's, that's Bumpsteer. Bump I'm going Bumpsteer. Uh, I'm in a tricky situation here. Can, can I say both again? <laughs> or am I only I allowed one know. guess of both? I've you both, card. <laughs> okay, right, forget it. I won't say both. Um, what was it again? Hell for certain. Hell for certain beer. Anyone else? Rich, Jason, beer? beer? I went both. Both. You went both. It's, it's not both. Damn it. Hell for certain, Dave. What is it? <laughs> did, did Rich have a guess? I can't remember. Oh yeah, I said. I'm sorry, I said beer. Okay. Uh, hell for certain is in Kentucky. Yes. Wow. Making up some points there. Wow. There we go. So the the, uh, the last one is, and you're probably going to guess this one. It's uh, Nipple Mountain. Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be both, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you've uh, you've managed to spoil that part of the game. Well, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of spoiled it yourself, really. I was going to say, Dave, I didn't, I didn't want to point um, it out, Dave, but uh, this was going so well. I feel like the thing is, Dave, you have the best ideas. You always manage to trip up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my own worst enemy, aren't I? If I say it's a bowling ball team. <laughs> that's that's hey, still that's... a work in progress. That will come back, I promise. That's that's proving very popular in uh, feedback focus groups. The available. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually done actually done a deep dive on that with quarterbacks. Oh yeah, and I, I did um, I did tweet this to Dave. Um, so the, the the one quarterback I got was six foot dead on. I couldn't get below six foot for love or money, um, but he was two sixty pound, and that was a Bruce Eugene. And he was with the Saints in 2006 and was cut in pre-season. That's the best, <laughs> that was the best I could do. But it occurred to me later, I mean, I mean he's too tall, but is yeah. Bobby Brister, was he not a bowling ball? Mm, nah. <laughs> no. He had a strange body. Yeah. Was, I know what you're saying. It was, he had, it was weird. It was like he was his Hudson, right? yeah. really straight up and he had a belly a little bit that stuck out. It was a little... Yeah. But it, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's big though, so you can't really. But I still think we need to get rid of the six six foot rule. Let's just play wildcat. Get Eddie Lacy back there, handing the ball off. <laughs> Tony <Yeah>. Toll. <laughs> um, okay, I got five points. Who who got the most points in the beer or, or bum steer game? I got so four. It, it, it was a, a dead tie, I think, between Jason and. You see, so you got five. I can't oh, wait. Did I? Did it, it was both the last one, wasn't it? So I got a point for that. Yeah. So I got five too. Oh yes, I tied. I didn't come last. <laughs> Actually, it seems like you've all got five. Really? What did you so. get, Rich? I didn't keep track. I, I'll promise. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you won. You had you had quite a few there that you. I think oh, I lost okay. six. Oh. Oh, well, Let's give it to Jason. He's Jason, a good. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, no one's really counting. Just no. no. Do you know? I, I I absolutely love this show, man. Like, only this show could come up with an idea that good. <laughs> execute it like that. It's what everyone tunes in for. This kind of ropey gameplay. Gary's struck on fire, man. That's what I describe this podcast as. Yeah, drawn out over an hour and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I like that, Dave. That was great. I mean, I think we can polish that up a little bit with new categories and come back to this. Yeah, yeah, you can come through for the the sandwich, sandwich playoffs and what have you. So. Yeah, yeah, I like it. We need we need a better rec- We need a better record keeping. Maybe I'll put myself in that position. You know, like a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a whole Wikipedia page now, isn't there, of of guests and their scores on on games. Yeah, yeah we need a website, someone to track it for us. Mm. Our rubbish games. Dave's Hall of Games and Chance. Hall of Games. That's Hall great. Okay, is that is that everything? I mean, I feel like I, I say I feel like it's short. This isn't short. This this has been as long as every episode ever. But I don't know why it's felt short. But I've uh, uh, it's been great fun. We've gone to every different corner imaginable, and we found ourselves <laughs> here. And I, I'm kind of shocked that nobody has anything else to say for once. Usually, I'm like desperately trying to end this podcast, but it feels like I'm the one who's dragging it out now. Um, yeah, it's a bit awkward um, tonight. So, <laughs> so thank you for joining us, Jason. Um, I feel like Gav's about to interrupt me. Right? I was going to say, no, exactly that. Thanks, thanks, Jason. Come back soon. Right, uh, oh, I'll leave it so long next time. But I do need, we do need, I think we need to get Matt back as well to uh, to uh, even out the accent differential. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit outnumbered. <laughs> yes, far too many northerners on here for you. Well, would you describe yourself as, Jason? Midlands? Yeah, I'm Midlands. I can't be north or south. I can't no, exactly. into that argument. So. Sitting on the yeah. fence. Absolutely. Listen, everything south of Manchester is the south anyway, so I'm, I'm not giving you that, Gav. Uh, well, my uncle thinks my missus is southern. He's from Wigan and she's from Sheffield. So, uh, <laughs> it's all I relative. agree with that. I actually agree with that. <laughs> Good joke. Um, okay, right. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us, Jason. Um, Jason, the, 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 the Britball UK page, uh, UK football scene. Was that right? What's it called? UK American football scene. UK American football scene. And yeah. obviously, if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, the Steelers group, UK Pittsburgh Steelers fans, uh, go join that. I don't know why you wouldn't be because we talk about it all the time and I have no idea what you think we're talking about if, if you're not already a member. <laughs> yeah, it's a great group. Jason really puts a lot, of, pumps out a lot of content a lot of the time and it's good fun. Good, good. So, yeah. so get involved over there. Um, follow the show at, um, oh, actually the Twitter account, Jason. The, what's the Twitter account's handle for the that you run as well? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, never mind. I set you up. <laughs> I set you up to knock it down, and it's just thrown oh, well, away. Yeah, yeah. The, the Twitter one is just yeah. It's just beyond me. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll sorry, find sorry. It. UK Pittsburgh Steelers fans, isn't it? Something like that. Something like that. Something yeah. Like that. <laughs> if you search that, you'll find it. <laughs> oh dear. Right. We'll follow this show um, at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy si Wrote This. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart, and follow 
Gav at GM Boom Op. Uh, follow Rich at Stunt Batman on Instagram. Um, and that's it. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We're a professional bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. See you. See ya. Yeah.